0: you listening
1: to Acton Millwall, broadcasting from the beautiful
2: South Bermondsey. Accept no south. Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to Acton Millwall. My name is Nick Hart, and welcome to one of my—I always say this—and it is one of my favourite shows that we do. It's the Listed Lions episode, and I think this is this is a first actually. We've got a father and son. duo joining us for this episode of listed lines it's mark willoughby and his son tom willoughby welcome to the show mark and welcome tom tom i did a fantastic introduction and i lined you up i said good big welcome to mark and tom and then you were just frozen there so i don't there's some blip on the internet. What we'll do, we'll just carry on as though that never happened, and I'm going to cut that skillfully. You ever listen to this when it's finished, Tom? And this is the art of the editor because I can make that sound like it never happened at all. So we'll, we'll be we'll be well away. Um, so yeah, big welcome to uh, to Mark and Tom. How are you, Mark? Very good, thanks, Nick. Uh,
3: thanks for having us on. Really excited about coming on and uh, love uh, what you do and uh, the different types of shows. So uh, yeah, it's going to be good.
2: Nice one, and Tom. We've already said this. I'm going to say it to you again, mate. You're our. You've got the honour of being our youngest ever guest on the show. How about that? Yeah,
1: that's a very exciting fact. I'm honoured.
2: <laughs> that's good. Tom is uh, 15, I believe. Tom, is that right? Yeah, I'm
1: 15.
2: 15, and Mark is not 15. He's he's closest no. to uh, my end of the spectrum. I'm afraid. I'm um, just saying off air, Mark. You went to what sounds like a really nice evening the other night, the captain's evening. You enjoyed yourselves there at the, um, it was in the exec lounge, I guess, at the den. It was.
3: Never actually been in there before in the uh, 1885 lounge. Um, yeah. Really good event. Um, I mean, I think the club does these things well, and we're all sort of ready to slag off the club, um, you know, where it's due. But when they do this kind of thing, I think they do it very well. I mean, it was a tenner, including yeah. a meal, which was, Proper, you know, hot uh, meal, bangers and mash. Um, Decent stuff, yeah. Decent stuff. Uh, And, you know, a nice evening. Um, It was hosted by Max from Wall Talk. Yeah. Um, And in aid of the Millwall Community Trust. Um, So their CEO sort of talked a bit about what they do, which was, uh, you know, quite enlightening, actually. I wasn't, you know... Stuff here and there, but um, you know, to, to hear exactly what they do, they do lots, it's, it's quite yeah.
2: amazing what, what the community trust does. I think, um, like you say, I think a lot of people don't, I suppose, you just take it for granted. I don't know really, but it's, it's one of those things that many, many fans don't really appreciate how much the club and the trust put into the community around there. They do some fantastic work. It was a sellout evening, did I see that it was sold out? There's no, no yeah, plans, it certainly looked
3: like it. I mean, I don't know how many people there were, but all the tables were pretty full, um, and you know, um, it was it was uh, well done. They had um, uh, the the Q and A's. They they'd been in contact with some of the um, your captains' um, teammates, mm. so uh, sort of sort of questions directed to them, as you can imagine, some of them were a bit near to the near to the mark, which was quite quite <laughs> fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, I think there was, you know, it's probably uh, much more that couldn't be actually said in public. Yeah. But, I um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, and then there was questions from the audience as well, uh, an auction, a raffle. So they, you know, there was some good stuff on on offer. Thomas is still yeah. a little bit annoyed with me yeah. that yeah. I didn't get him. Getting, um,
1: Danny Mac. Mac's boots. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Okay. okay, that's all right. Isn't it? Um, so yeah, you had, you no. had um, I saw Danny, uh, Alex Pierce. I Did think yeah. they, they got hold of Alex Pierce. Was it Les Briley? Stuart yeah. never caught. I think Mark was it. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah,
3: and then uh, Robbo, Robbo, uh, and uh, you said Tony Craig, Tony Craig, Craig. That um, was the other one.
2: Yeah, yeah. The,
3: the only, only side, side it, because it was meant to be seven captains, including Morrow. Yeah. Um, but he wasn't able to come due to a family emergency. So that was a bit of a shame because I'm sure, I mean, I went along really to see Les Briley um, yeah. and to sort of meet him and try and get a photo and all of that, all of which I did. Um, but I'm sure there's a lot of people who have come along. You know, Moro would have been the principal draw for them. So, yeah, oh, of course. Yeah, no, that's,
2: yeah. that's, that's, that's a shame. Um, Difficult when family, family stuff like that. Who'd you have your picture taken with Tom? Did you get in on any, any, any favourites there, mate?
1: I didn't actually go in the end.
2: You didn't go? Yeah. No. Just no. just as well with all these, all these naughty football stories going around just as well. In that place <laughs> from what I'm, what I'm hearing about. But no, you're right. You're right, Mark. I mean, the club do do these things very really well. I, I went to a thing a long while ago, and I think it was back in the, when we just got promoted in 20, 2010. And it was like an on-stage thing with uh, Mike Calvin doing the um, the host thing, and I'm sure it was uh, Neil Harris, uh, Kenny Jacket, Neil Harris, and Robbo. They were both obviously players um, at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Robbo was captained us at Wembley, um, and the, uh, I think Calvin knew Kenny Jacket from as a, on a personal basis, you know. And that was a really nice event, and I'm. I, Seeing that, what you've been to the other night, it just reminded me of that, how well the club do, does these things. I, I really hope they do more stuff like this because it, it clearly gets a good crowd in and um, money's going to a great cause there, isn't it?
3: Absolutely. I mean, I, I sent an email to the club after, sort of thanking them for a nice evening, but also sort of came to me during the... Well, actually, sort of during the course of the evening, but during the course of um, sort of thinking about stuff for, for this podcast, you know, and your sort of set yeah. questions... And it dawned on me, really, it'd be quite a good value to have a sort of um, class of '88 evening. Um would be know, good. Yeah. Those players yeah. that got us to and then played in the old first division. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure there'd be a lot of interest for that. And you know, they—they're not—they're not going to be around. The world, these these people, you know. It's
2: it's a, it's, a, it's a hard truth that they're not. None of none of us are. Um And it's 35 years, Mark, when you, I mean, I don't know about you, but when you stop and think uh, like many of us will come on to um, the questions in a little bit, but these, these events that are so real, I can still picture myself standing on the halfway line in these moments, you know, it still makes the hair stand up on, on, on the back of my head. I'm hoping the likes of Tom will be feeling similar things fairly soon. If not this season, then, then very soon, because, you don't forget this. Yeah. This is what you take for the rest of your life, mate, don't you?
1: On that, I think we've got a brilliant chance going up this year. I really do. I think it really could be our year. The group of players seem amazing. They just seem like they all enjoy being there and enjoy playing. It's really good
2: to see. I think you're. I think you're right, Tom. I think you're right. I think it is a massive opportunity. I'm just looking at the um, the league table as, as we're talking. I mean, obviously, we're in eighth position as we go into the game against Sunderland on on Saturday.
1: Yeah, we got our game in hand though, don't we? And if we win it, we're right.
2: Yeah, that we? game in hand is away at Luton Town. And you're still too young to understand that that's never a good thing for a Millwall fan to go <laughs> games in hand away at Luton. But no, I'll I, I make you right. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, it's a huge chance. What do you make, Tom, of the um, transfer business this week? We've got Duncan more coming in and Oliver Burke who was with us last season. Um, Sadly, sadly, known Kevin this bit, but I did see that um he pulled up in Scotland. uh was a near miss. I think was, we, we dodged a bit of a bullet there, mate. How do, you, how do you see it?
1: I i really liked Oliver Burke when he was alone with us. I thought his pace Last was you know, electrifying. I thought the way he ran at the fenders was just amazing. You know, we don't really have a player in the squad now. Jed's gone that does that. You know, no, um, when I was first going, it was Fred on my dinner who so I really liked. I thought yeah. he was. Had that sort of thing about him where he could just run and no one could catch him but i think oliver burke could have that as well but the the thing fred didn't have was a shot and oliver burke has a shot which is uh he does up
2: yeah. front. i think uh, i mean fred obviously moved on there a long while ago but what i like about players like that and uh, jed was another one that could do stuff that was and Zien Fleming, he can do stuff that's unexpected and, and other players can't do. They produce these moments of um, the unexpected almost, you know. It's, it's it's one of the things that really makes going to football exciting. Yeah.
3: You know, seeing the uh, the business we've done in the transfer window, it's, it must be difficult for the club to, to sort of land these players.
2: Well, it absolutely is, Mark. Right? I mean, you know, we... Uh, probably all, as we all seen. I mean, Kevin, this bit came down. He looked like he was fully prepared to to sign for the club. I mean, this was a record deal. No, everyone's got to this stage, and then, lo and behold, the medical turns up. Uh, I, I, I mean, the club is still saying he withdrew from the deal, but I think everyone can um, conjecture that it's he, he's, he's not worked out for him in the medical. And and then you know, going back to Hibbs, I think the next game he scored and uh, pulled up shortly afterwards or in the next game. So clearly the boy's still not fully recovered from a fairly serious injury. I mean, it's cruciate, wasn't it, that um, that took him out of action. So, you know, it takes you a long while to get over it.
3: Well, yeah, that's it. I mean, you know, I guess there's some people who are almost thinking, just go, go ahead with it, you know, because we want him. Forget the medical, you know. Can let's take that book, with, yeah. with that kind Can of money, me. you can't.
2: Um, two and a half million maximum. So you just can't gamble that kind of dough. We're not, we are not, I mean, it's just a a really interesting contrast. I was just looking before we, we, we came on air, uh, Chelsea, a very different bracket, of club, but spending over 300 million pounds in the transfer market. And then for us to stretch to two and a half million is a club record deal. It, It just shows you, shows you the difference. Um, and we just can't afford to gamble that kind of money, Mark. I mean, it's no. uh, it's just not within our, our range. I mean, can, I mean, it,
3: the, I, only, the only, you know, people sort of saying, you know, why have we not done any business up until a couple of days before the transfer window? And, you know, that's pro- possibly a valid criticism. The only thing I kind of wish is could he not have had his medical earlier on in the month and we might have <laughs> had a bit more chance yeah. to go for plan B or, you
2: know, I do, I do query. We've, we've said it on a few shows, so I won't flog the point, but I mean, um, I do wonder, and what, I don't know, I'd be interested to see what you think, Tom. I mean, we, we've let um, Isaac Alofe go, who I thought would be the one, Benicophobie to some extent, if he's not right, if he's not playing 100%, and he wants to go to Dubai, he's got uh, interests out there. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't understand why we've let Isaac go if we're still short up front. I would have re- retained him. I, don't, I just don't quite understand that thinking.
1: For me, I found um, Isaac a laugh. I thought he just really was never going to be able to do it in the Championship. And I think seeing him earlier in the season, he played in a Cup game. It was the one we lost he did. to... I can't quite remember. Cambridge. 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 And yeah. he was dreadful. He, he, I yeah. think he really lost us the game there. And I felt that after that game, what I really kind of found, I can never see him playing up front for us again. Especially with other no. strong options like you can play Zion in the nine or, you know, you've got Vog Slammer who, even though we lost 2-0 to Sheffield, he, he was making the right runs. He was giving himself chances and stuff, you know. You know, it takes quite a good player to be able to do that. And I really didn't think Alafa was it. No.
2: Um, I, I, I take all that. Um, I suppose it's here we are now. I mean, the, the transfer window's closed. Duncan Watmore's come in on a permanent deal, Oliver Burke on a, on a loan. Two, two good, solid players. Um, it means that we, a side that has um, will be, uh, struggled in front of goal all season, um, we're gonna, probably going to, I mean, we, we, hopefully we'll increase our chance creation, and that may increase the numbers of goals that go in the net hopefully remain as good a solid defensive unit as we've been all season because that's really where we're gonna be contenders, uh, boys. I mean I think if we can keep the ball out of the net at our end, then um, we've got every chance of nicking games for the remaining nineteen to go. So um, it's gonna be mm. a good it's gonna be a good roller coaster ride, Mark isn't it? I think it's um
3: Yeah, well used to that we've seen those over the years. Um yeah, I mean, it's all about. I mean, you know, the the two that he has signed sh- should be good at creating chances. Well, yeah, um, yeah, you know, for our one and only striker in the club.
2: I've been and, reading some you know, good if they reports. Can think- Middlesbrough fans have seem quite um, quite well disposed towards Duncan Watmore. So I've been reading some nice nice reports about him. So you know, obviously, we expect we'll get to see one or both of them on Saturday. So it will be interesting to see how that works out, but they seem quite quite well-disposed to him. So um, fingers crossed, fingers crossed, we've got 19 big games to go.
3: Yeah, I mean, these, these, these things can sort of just click into place, can't they? Um, and suddenly you find, okay, as long as Brad is, stays fit, yeah, uh, you know, he, he's capable of going on a scoring run. He's done it before.
2: If he gets injured, yeah. we got a problem, and there'll be Vogel Samer up front, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. Possibly, possibly the likes of Mason Bennett as an understudy, if um, you know, if we get injury problems for the front, uh, for, the, for the for Bradshaw, and then possibly Vogel Samer. I mean, that's where it will get a bit um, wing winging a prayer, wouldn't it? If um, if injury strikes, yeah. Also, well,
1: you could you could even Oliver Burke or Zion Fleming. I think they've both got a great finish. And they do. Burke's obviously rapid. And fleming's physically dominant so i like
2: your optimism been... i love your optimism i'm going to get you back on the show because we get too many depressed middle-aged men on this show not enough optimistic youth That's have <laughs> uh,
3: thomas going up against harry that's really
2: nice. <laughs> yeah, harry wouldn't last five right minutes <laughs> <laughs>
1: This season, it's just really made me optimistic about the club because Zeon Fleming coming in at the start of the year, yeah. not one person would have. He'll go straight in the team and score over 10 goals by Christmas, you know?
2: Yeah, no, and it's a good achievement.
1: He's, he's coming as a young lad, in new to English football, and absolutely dominated, you know? You couldn't have asked for any more from him. So I don't see why, you know, Oliver Burke or any of the other new boys can do
2: can't so, do it you know, you know and, um, i loved um there was a the, the club put out a, a video today i think of the fans said in reply to a, a club tweet about the, the game nearly being a sellout i think a guy had replied dan i think his name is that he couldn't make it because he's working so they got zian fleming to post a reply with a video from the dressing room saying see Get your get your boss to talk to me and I'll have a word and get you some time off work on, on Saturday so you can make it. I thought that was a really, really nice touch. Hats off to the Millwall media team for pulling that off because things like that really build the bond that, that Tom was talking about earlier on. I think that's I think yeah. I think you're right. It's it's a really nice, good squad of boys there, and that's great to see. Gentlemen, you are both our mm. listed lions and um we're gonna always have the same set of questions for these shows listeners and um we've really introduced you so i'm gonna have to dispense with question number one which is names we know it's mark and thomas willoughby um so i'll I'll begin with with you mark um listed lion mate when was your first ever trip to the den when did you first cross the threshold i'm guessing looking at the image on my screen at cold blow lane it was indeed
3: yeah um so (laughs) um i came to it relatively late by some people's sort of standards i didn't have uh there was no kind of um my dad you know couldn't care less about football so there was nothing in the sort of family um, and and as a, as a kid i i was a man united fan uh and and you know, just sort of chose them as many of us do. I think I got a little statue out of George Best or something when I was about five. So that was that was why I chose them. And uh, so we're talking about the late the late
2: nineteen seventies, mid seventies,
3: mid seventies, that kind of time. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when it, so I didn't really sort of start going, but that took us to a couple of games. But but it was really only when I could actually start going myself that I sort of actually started. To, to attend grounds. And because of the Man United thing, you know, obviously they're not in London every week. So I used to just mm. have a look at a Sunday paper the week before. And in those those wonderful days, you could literally just pay on the gate wherever you wanted to go. Go and watch a match. Yes, yeah. everyone was playing at three o'clock on a Saturday. And it was brilliant. It used to go to, you know, Arsenal, Spurs. And, you know, you just, you're paying on the gate to see players like Ardiles and Liam Brady, Glenn Oddle. Yeah. And I tried to get around all, you know, as many London grounds as I could and just sort of chose, you know, where I wanted to go. And but then, uh, my my mate, uh, Dave Farmer, who I still go to games with now, mate from school, he was a Millwall fan and he used to go with his uncle. So uh, he invited me to go with him. And that was my first game, which was against Bournemouth uh, in September 1983. In
2: the third division, yeah, yeah, back in the George Graham. Well, that would, probably would have been, um, Just Anderson going towards George Graham. Yeah. It? That, that yeah. kind of era.
3: Yeah, that's it. And uh, it's funny because I had this. I've, I've worked out. You know, your question in, includes what were your impressions, and. Yeah. Um, I know one of my very early games, uh, uh, a great winger called Anton um yeah, so I, think, I think was actually the player of the season that year. And and he scored right. a brilliant free kick. And I actually had a look at all the games that I went to um, yeah. that he played in. And that was the only game that he ever scored. He actually scored two. So I know that that free kick must
2: have been in my first ever game at, at Millwall. Um, That's wonderful, isn't it? Yeah, so that <laughs> well, was cool. that was a, that was a tough, tough yeah. times to be a Millwall fan. Yeah, you know I mean, it, it fascinates me because I mean, I I started going on the very back end of a near miss success, but it, a lot of us in that era, um, myself, um, we had bits of success and in the seventies, but mostly it was it was misery, Mark, wasn't it? I mean, you you started out there with a bit of misery. I mean, nineteen eighty three wasn't an easy time to be a Millwall supporter. So, Tom, when was your first game, mate? When was your first trip to the Den? Can you remember it?
1: Yeah, my first game was Millwall v Watford in the twenty fourteen to fifteen season. So I was seven when I first went. Right. Um what and was the score?
2: I'm trying to I remember. Remember going yeah. to that game? I can't remember what the score is.
1: Watford What's... won two nil, and uh, the highlight of the game was one of their players went down injured, sat on the floor for about right. five minutes, rolled around. <laughs> Did all this? <laughs> went off on the stretcher. Got stretched off the pitch. Put down on the side, and then ran back onto the pitch to take the free kick.
2: I remember, I remember something like that going on. I do remember that. I, that was a, yeah. again, that was a difficult season to become a Millwall fan, mate. Yeah. There's something we've all got in common. There'd be a lot of me. listeners out there with that in common with you, mate. I tell you.
1: Yeah, we got <laughs> kicked out of the championship in that year, and then. But how, how the time changed them um, because you know now we're beating them two 0 So
2: yeah. That's right, yeah. No, that was a difficult season. Um, that was relegation season, wasn't it? So uh, that was Ian Holloway um, kind of time. Yeah, they went up as well, didn't they? So, yeah. they, went up, they went down. They're a yo-yo team. Yeah. Where best did you used to sit at the, or stand at the Cold Blow, Mark? Where was your place at the Cold Blow? Well, um, so when we first started going,
3: we were on the halfway line. Um, yeah. But then in the last few years, because you used to be able to walk all the way around, didn't you? You know, from one end to yeah, the
2: other. Yeah, different times, wasn't it?
3: Yeah. Um, and then when they sort of um, they stopped that, didn't they? And you just got into a certain section. But so we sort of, yeah. uh, we went to the Cobleau Lane uh, in
2: the latter few years. Um, you know, CBL. And, Yeah, it's a very different era. I mean, obviously, we're talking to you there, Tom, 15 years old, I mean, I was going to football with mates or on my own a lot of the time, but with mates also travel, <laughs> traveling across London. I mean, I, I, I imagine this is a similar story for you, Mark. Um, very different times when you stop and think about it, weren't they? I mean, I, I, yeah. you know, when I think that some of the trips that we made at these, at these early teen teens ages, you know, it's quite strange because you wouldn't let kids do that now, you know? Well, and, and you know, the
3: thing was, at the time, you know, you you, you were in, in terror of your life, weren't you? If you if you were travelling, <laughs> you, you know, I mean, it, 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 you didn't actually have to be... Oh, yeah, yeah, that's
2: right.
3: You didn't have to actually be identified as an opposing fan to get a kick in.
2: That's right, yeah. There was a the fear factor. Time. So... I, I mean, I was, I, yeah, I, I, you're right. I mean, it's just a different era. Um, I... I I mean, I don't even know that kids now, if, they, if a group of kids under the age, I mean, I was going to football when I was 13, 12 years old. They probably wouldn't even get let in the ground now. They'd probably hand you over to coppers for social services to get involved yeah. in your family or something. You know, it wouldn't, just wouldn't happen. Back and then, it was just seen as normal. Um, I mean, it sounds like I'm talking about ancient times here. Tom Charles Dickens's time, but it wasn't, you know, that's that, that was our life. That was our, well, our big game.
1: I've just turned 15 and I think I'm scheduled to go to the first game on my own on Saturday, actually. So that's the right, first thing I'm right. But obviously now I know the route off by heart and it's easy, you know. Yeah.
2: yeah once you know what you're doing and where you're going, mate. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know where the
1: safe spots are and you know where to go and where, to, what stations absolutely. To, what trains to get. It's, you know, pretty easy when you think about it really.
2: Once you know what you're doing, yeah, I think it's always uh, when when you when you're on your own, and you don't know what you're doing. That's when it's when it's worst. But um, I suppose it's
3: the away ones, um, really, isn't it? when you used to travel away. I mean, that was when you that was when it could get really terrifying. But uh, if you're going yeah, to the yeah home ground, it's not, not too bad.
2: No, just different different times. Um, the new den. I mean, Tom, do you like the do you, do you like our ground? Do you think our, what do you make of our ground as a stadium? Do you like it?
1: I think it's all right. I think there's obviously right. a room for improvement, but even Old Trafford has room for improvement. You know, it, it's just not really much compared to teams around us and below us in the table. Like I've been to Charlton before, and their stadium is right. massive and you know ridiculous, and they're a division below us. You know, and we we just well,
2: they built that for the Premier League, didn't they? they? They they were expecting to be a a European um, contending. Premier League side, which uh, didn't quite work out for them because they're nearest they get into Europe is, is if they get a trip to Gillingham at the moment. So, uh, <laughs> you know, but that's that's where that came from. Um, I mean, you're going to have people shouting, actually shouting at this at their speakers when you say to, comparing Millwall with Charlton. There, Tom. Um, we'll find out. Uh, the atmosphere on Saturday should be a good one. I mean, I think that's going to be the difference between ourselves and uh, I know Charlton. I mean, oh I, yeah. I mean,
1: Absolutely, like we went to Charlton and there was just a bloke banging his drum, and you just want to put him through
2: it, don't you? You know. Well, there, there we are. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you, Mark, but that was one of the early, early things that really struck me was the the difference in the crowd at Millwall compared with other stadiums. There was a, there, there was it remains to this day a decided difference between us and the likes of um, you mentioned Arsenal, Spurs. Well, you know, you go to these places, big clubs, but not the same type of crowd at all.
3: And, I mean, it, w- what you've done is hit on exactly why it's Millwall for me because, you know, I'm going to those, I'm going to Highbury, I'm going to White Hart Lane, there's 30, 35,000 probably in those days. Yeah. Uh, I come down the Den, I think it was 4,000 and something for that Bournemouth game, the attendance that day, and yet yeah to me, the atmosphere was still better. Than those other grounds. And yeah, you know, I, I would sort of say I didn't choose Millwall. Millwall kind of chose me. Um, I think that's the same for all of us, Mark, yeah, don't you? Some people, it's probably in the family, that kind of thing. As I said to you earlier, it wasn't with me. And it just kind of yeah. felt exciting and the right vibe. And it just, you know, I just wanted to be there for some
0: reason. Achtung, Millwall.
2: For question number five, we're on to here, Mark. Who is your favourite all-time player? Who is your choice of all-time Millwall player, mate?
3: I'm going to go with Jimmy Carter. Um, That's a good choice. That's an unusual choice. He was... uh, There's loads of great players. And Mm. he was the one that, you know, that kind of of edge-of-the-seat thing... The fact he would run at players and go round them um you know jimmy got the ball and the excitement level
2: went up Yeah, you looked up yeah yeah, yeah. You, 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 there was an anticipation yeah
3: um
2: someone put on the um it, it does the rounds every so often when we played norwich and it was live in the first division which was a really big deal at the time it was live yep. on television and um jimmy got forward i think he scored was it an equalizer i think it finished three two to them didn't it but um It was it was one of those inventive players. I mean, I think we've had a few over the years. We don't tend to have many, but when we do get them, they they really stand out in the memory. And Jimmy Carter was a wonderful, wonderful winger. He would just do again. We said it already with uh, some of the current squad. They just do things that others can't do. It's why you go and watch football in many ways, Mark. Isn't it? You know those those moments. So Tom, who's your favourite player, mate? Who's your all time favourite player? Who would you choose?
1: This is tricky because I've only really seen one, maybe two generations of player, it, and yeah. um, I think even though it's a really recent one and we haven't seen the best of him yet, Danny McNamara for me, Scott. Yeah, he's a
2: great player, isn't he? Yeah, good, a good mobile fullback. Yeah,
1: yeah. Every time he steps on the pitch, he just gives everything. Never backs down from a challenge. Runs all game. You know, gets back and forward, and he clearly loves the club. You know. We were, at Swansea away. we were at Swansea away when we pulled it back to 2-2 in like the last second. And yeah. he, he was one of the last players to stop clapping the fans. You know, he clearly is Mill and through. you know.
2: Yeah, he's a Millwall boy, one of our own, as the, as the song has it. And I think Danny Mack is a good choice, actually. I was interested to see who you'd come up with because obviously the likes of your dad and, and, and myself will go back to all these ancient players from the past but it's quite interesting to hear who the youngsters are, are looking at at the moment and I think Danny Mac is a good, good choice, great choice in actual fact
0: Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkled down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: And there it went again, dear listeners, the church bell of doom, namely the doom of my internet connection. Which played the call with, with Mark and Tom for the whole um, hour or so that we were speaking. We did, however, because the podcaster must never be beaten. We did have a reconvene via the miracle of Skype um, by calling Mark on his mobile phone. So the next section of the show will have a slightly different sound quality. I apologize for that. It was a Skype call to Mark's mobile. I hope, though, you're enjoying the show and I hope you're going to stick with it. But apologies for the slightly more muffled sound quality from here onwards.
0: Achtung, Right
2: so we're recording, so we're we're off off and running Um, and I think I was up to the worst Millwall player you've ever seen, Mark Mark, who's your your choice of worst ever Millwall player, for every good player there must always be a bad one, so who would you go with?
3: Well I don't like to sort of uh, crush anyone, so I'm going to go to someone that probably couldn't care less if I um, say his name, because he did all right out of the game and he knows there was only a a temporary uh, blip in his career, but it's gotta be Paul Goddard for me.
2: Paul um, Goddard, yes. <laughs> that was a crushing transfer, was it? One billion pounds. That We've I mean for many, many years. That was a record transfer. We never quite got over it, did we?
3: No, I mean how it just shows everything about New Orleans, you know, how we went went uh, you know, went by the wayside for so long. Thirty years that stood, didn't it? Until we got Bradders, I think. Eight hundred thousand 20 games, one goal. Thanks a
2: bunch. <laughs> We've had a few since then, but I, I, I do agree that Paul Goddard was was an outstandingly bad signing. Millwall <laughs> so, in the transfer market, Mark, has never been, you know, we never had a really glittering record. We always seem to acquire players through, I and mean, we develop them or they, they kind of come to us as, as um, like a rehabilitation centre almost. We never seem to enter the transfer market and, Spend, I mean, Zian is probably the most shining example, really, and the, but they're few and far between of great signings over the years. Yeah. For big money, I mean, you know.
3: Well, we certainly sign more duds than gems, that's for sure. But um,
2: that's for sure.
3: Yeah, uh, I, I suppose that most clubs, you know, you maybe have a. a, a it's always a negative ratio of how many uh, shine to to how many don't. Um, yeah. But I think we've made quite quite an art of, of that over the years of uh, signing signing the wrong players. But but you know, on paper, a lot of these players are quite good. You know, it's like p- players like Jerry Scalak, You know, Harrison yeah, and yeah. For years. Um,
2: yeah, yeah, and and John Daddy, John Daddy was an international player. You know, I, I well in the World uh, Cup. You know,
0: yeah, um, yeah,
2: so, must be something in the burgundy water, Mark. I think that's that's all I can. Some some flop some succeed beyond their wildest dreams it's there's no real logic to it sometimes but um no, I think no, I think really. Paul Goddard is a good choice <laughs> from a long time ago. Tom you're you're too young you're too optimistic and you're too bright eyed to have a worst ever mill player I'm gonna I'm gonna spare you that question. You could do you have, do you have one you've got one oh me this is this is cynical. What have you got for your, you gone for your worst player? Who is it? Jordan Archer <laughs> I was going to spare you it and then you come in with Jordan Archer
1: uh he was he really <laughs> terrible he was supposed <laughs> to win you points and he lost the points you know <laughs> the amount of mistakes that guy made I don't think he ever had a good game like <laughs> yeah.
2: He was a good goalkeeper when he when he, when he came to us, um, which would be oh, Mark, 2016, 17, something like that. I yeah. think, think he played for played for Spurs. I think he came through Spurs, and he made some really good. I mean, League One. So you know, maybe some will say that was his that was his level, but um, he he certainly. I think he's an example of what happens when the pressure of the of playing in the high end of championship football starts to get to you because he really crumbled when we we're on that promotion run um i was thinking the other day Mark, about the um the, the fulham game the big fulham game in 2019 under neil harris probably the high point of neil harris's career really he's on the brink of a playoff run and they came and beat us 3-0 i think and that yeah. second half began with a jordan archer error um and we never really got got past that. But the first half, we were we threw the kitchen sink at and I thought we're on. This 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 playoff run is is on. But it all went to pieces after that. But I just think the pressure got to him, mate. I, I think it, it you know yeah. you don't know how it's going to affect a player. I
3: always remember um, Neil Harris making a comment, and he said Jordan Archer can be wherever Jordan Archer wants to be. And I thought, oh, what does yeah. that mean? You know, yeah, kind of. Really- reading between the lines a bit there so what's the you know there's something negative there isn't there is he
2: not trying hard or is his body language not a, me, being a mental flaw i think I, I think it comes back to what we've just said that, that you know it's uh it's it's easy to say be strong and all this got these kind of uh you know, these slogans that people put on the side of mugs and whatnot be strong and keep your chin up and all, worse that effect but it's actually very hard when you're under the pressure and, and in all honesty, you know, if the pressure of a playoff run for a mill affected his career to that extent, then playing at a higher level still would have been out of the question. So yeah. um I think I think I know I think I know what Harris means there. I think I I still think Tom that he was not a bad goalkeeper, but he didn't show it certainly in the period that I think you're talking about there, mate. So um Good choice. I, I was going to spare you that question there, Tom, but you leapt in with it anyway. Like a good Millwall fan. Like a good Millwall fan should. <laughs> he's, um, still, he's,
3: still, he's young,
2: but he's still got some cynicism already, Nick, do not we? <laughs> <laughs> What's your, Tom, your most memorable match. I mean, you've been going since uh, 2014, I think you said. So your most memorable match in that in your time. Which one would you choose, mate? Um, I chose a bit of a rogue
1: out. I chose... So, I thought about the Swansea game that I spoke about last season, or mm. this season, sorry, where it was 2 2 and we just scored two terrible goals in the last minute. And, you know, we drove six hours or something to get there. We drove from <laughs> North Wales all the way down to Wales to get to that yeah. game. And we absolutely sucked. Yeah. And
2: Suck. That's a good um, way to put it, Mark. Yep
1: straight to point was two terrible goals got out of the gate got out the ground and there must have been at least 10,000 Swansea fans on our gate and I was a <laughs> I cannot lie but, but it, it was brilliant you
2: know um, I really welcome welcome to again. the 1970s Tom welcome to yeah. the 1970s mate well Tom, um, honestly, yeah. he, he, to me
3: because you know, they didn't let us out quite rightly because there was a nice uh, as he said, there was a nice reception committee waiting to congratulate us um, <laughs> on the other side of the gate. And uh, he, said, he said, "I'm not going to lie, Dad, I'm a bit scared here." And I said, "Thomas, yeah. Thomas, he said, you know, I've been through the 1980s. This is this is, <laughs> this <stuff."> is nothing. <laughs> he said, They're not going to let us out until they've all cleared, and we'll be all right. Don't
1: worry. <laughs>
2: there we are. That's, that's what, what funerals are about, son. Um, you know. Yeah, that that's not
1: actually my most memorable game, one. It's another Good. one from Nickson. It's Mill yep. against West from where Ched celebrated right in front of our end. And because uh, <laughs> he got an assist or something, he, he threw it across the box and their player got on the end of it. But gave
2: we, it the large one. Yeah.
1: We pulled it back to 2 1, and the atmosphere on that day was amazing. And uh, yeah. we really gave it to him. And I was so happy when we pulled it back and uh, that he lost that one. I've got to say.
2: That's That's got a nice snipey quality to it. So you're, you're developing well as a Millwall fan, mate. I like that. I like that element. <laughs> what about you, Mark? What's your memorable match, mate? Which one would you go for?
3: Um, this is a bit of an odd one, this. Um, sure. So, I thought about this one. Obviously, been to quite a few historic games, quite a few uh, brilliant games uh, mm. Wembley. That's all of that. I was thinking about the FA Cup semi-final with Tim Cahill against yeah, yeah Also, the Mark Kennedy goal in the 2-0 away win to Arsenal, the last-minute goal to see. Yeah,
2: that. great night.
3: Great night, yeah. Tonight that was. Um, but you know what? As I was sort of mulling it over, the, the game that kept coming back to me in terms of your most memorable match, so that's the question. And the one that I remember yeah. most about was we went down to Portsmouth in March 1992 it, it, it was Bruce Reid's last game, although we didn't know that at the time. Did he we get beat
2: sacked, down there?
3: He got he got sacked after it. We got beat yeah. six one. Portsmouth six one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> choice. And, yeah, an odd choice. But the question was your most memorable match, and this is the one. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that, and it's it's got so many elements of what. It is to be a New War fan or a football fan, really, but but a football fan in some ways. But I would say a yeah. New War fan in terms of how brilliant our fans can be in adverse circumstances. And we mm. had such a loss because obviously we were giving heaps of stick to the players because they were absolutely appalling.
2: Appalling, yes.
3: <laughs> but in between that, we were sort of doing. Sort of stuff to try and keep ourselves amused. We tried to do a Mexican wave and we all stood up at the same time, that kind of thing. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> the, I remember the, the ball coming to our end at about, with about five or ten minutes to go, and all the whole end just shouted, Rioch out, Rioch out, and the bench <laughs> was looking along. And uh, yeah, I think that was his fate sealed, really.
2: Sorry. That's, a, that's a, You're the first, well, I haven't checked them all, but that's, I think you're about the only person who's ever, you know, recorded that Millwall 1-6 loss as their most memorable match. <laughs> but I know yeah. what you mean. It, it is a very Millwall situation, isn't it?
3: It is. And I, 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 the, the thing as well in that match, just as a sort of, um, sort of final point on it, was that a couple of minutes from the end, it was 6-0. Couple of minutes again, right. Rhino Rhino got the ball, he's come down the wing, and a player that I had a great, great amount of time for, um, Etienne Vivia. Yeah, yeah.
0: Wonderful
2: player. Yeah.
3: Wonderful player. Rhino's crossed the ball and Etienne's absolutely launched himself at it and he's nutted it into the top corner. And we just went absolutely bananas in the way end, like we just won the cup final. <laughs> um, and the whole pent-up emotion of this god-awful afternoon <laughs> just released itself. And yeah, you know, I, I don't think I celebrated more when Tim Cahill scored against Dunderland, Really <laughs> you No, know, it went on. It went on for minutes. There's a, there's a YouTube clip of it. And, you, and I'm
2: sure I've seen Cale. a YouTube clip of it. Yeah. I kind of remember the the, the Verveer diving header. I kind of got. I'm sure I've seen well, that. Like, you know, it, I wasn't Tim there that Held, day.
3: And, and, it, and it pans to the away end, you know, was only a, we only had a corner um, yeah. of us going berserk for a couple of seconds, but I didn't actually realise until years later, until I got it on YouTube and saw it, that because while we were going bananas, Etienne, he actually, he's running to the goal, picked up the ball, and run back to the halfway line.
2: So, so so yeah. To get another one,
3: yeah. get something out of the gun, bless him, you know.
2: Yeah. What player he was! What a player he yeah, was!
3: Great player, and it, it was uh, like I say that—that's the one, I suppose. You know, if I'm answering
2: the question uh, uh, technically, I correctly. That's, I like that that choice, Mark. I, it's kind of poetic. It's got a kind of like a, yeah. an artistic quality to it. I like it. It may be a different thing now, uh, Tom, but in that case, we've done memorable matches. Um, and I don't know whether this is a great question. I always question this one every time I do it. But favourite Millwall moment? Have you got a Millwall moment? Would that be the Jed thing you're talking about? Or have you chosen another know. one, mate?
1: I've chosen a different one. It was yeah. Mill against Leicester in the FA Cup. Leicester came down as the Premier League champions. And yeah. Sean Cumberland picks up the ball in the middle of the box, holds off three defenders, and... You just see, I think it's um, Sean Williams and Jake Cooper yeah. Nixon him, ushering him to shoot the ball in, and he stood over <laughs> it for about what seemed like forever, and just toe popped <laughs> it into the bottom corner, and everyone went absolutely bananas because we got yeah.
2: wonderful, wonderful, it?
1: and um, the only player that was good that day again was Fred Omidina. He was brilliant. He, he just. He's one feet. of
2: his high points, that's for sure. Yeah.
1: He that was a wonderful, and I really wonderful moment. That moment was just really amazing. And then they subbed on Jamie Vardy and tried to pull it back. Jake Cooper got sent off in that game. It, it that's was... right, it
2: did. Yeah. Yeah. That no, was, was a wonderful day. I used to work with a guy. I used to work with a guy. He lives lived over at Surrey Keys. He wasn't, not Millwall, but I used to work with him. And he said that when that goal went in, he, he thought like it sounded like an, an earthquake was happening. It <laughs> like an explosion of noise from the den, which is on the other side of Suffolk Park from where he lived. So it was an immense moment, Mark, wasn't it? I mean, that was just one of those wonderful Millwall days. It was days. a real, real hair on the back of your neck moment, that
3: one. Yeah. And, uh, it was also quite important because... We'd, we'd had that run that year. We'd, we'd beat three Premiership sides, haven't we? What for, what Bournemouth. for Bournemouth? Yeah. And Bournemouth
2: and then Leicester. Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: And I think that kind of cemented Thomas to being a Millwall fan because I'd not sort of, um, you know, uh, bullied him into it. I, I wanted him to. You haven't crushed it. it on
2: him like no. no. Yeah.
3: yeah. I thought, I'm not having that on my conscience that so I've, um, <laughs> you
2: know, forced that and him. he's going to have to make. Poor old son. He's had it forced on him. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Um, no, I, I think the, the, these the grand moments, they just live with you uh, all your life, you know, never forget it.
0: Achtung,
2: your favourite current player, Tom. Who's your, who's your, who's your favourite? Um... Do you want my moment, Nick? Or... Oh, yeah, I haven't done it. We don't normally do two people at once chaps this is what's confusing me i'm <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm 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 forgetting we've got an alternate. so yeah mark your favorite middle moment mate.
3: it's a bit of a i'm a bit of an old softy here and, and this, this this may just be in my mind of, of how i how i read it but in my mind this is what happened so mm. we got promotion to the old first division in 1988 um against Hart got one game left, Blackburn Rovers are home, we're already up and we're champions so it's a promotion party everyone's come along yeah. to party and to celebrate and we're on the Cold Blow Lane uh, and a, a young young kid probably 19, 20 something like that, he's walked down the terrace arm in arm with an old lady on the Cold Blow Lane terrace
0: right.
3: in my mind whether it's true or not he was taking his nan because his granddad, who'd, who'd gone to Millwall for years, didn't live long enough to see.
2: To moment. see this moment. Right. Yeah.
3: Wow. The moment that thousands of fans had not lived to see in the 103 years that we'd had to wait for it. And I yeah. just thought, what a privilege it is that we're here now. You know, and we're going to get to see it. And uh, there was sort of applause as he went down the terrace, you know, with his with his... Well, it that's really nice
2: there. it must have be it must be something like that i mean I, I, I love I love the story construction if that's the construction we're going to put on it we're, we're going to make that the truth because I think it's fantastic but I think you're right there mark everything is you know it this is a culmination of what a hundred odd years of, of history and it's it's um sometimes you you take these moments in passing and then you forget what it what it means for those that never saw it and how many people struggle to make it happen that's that's a great image. Great image to have in the mind. Um, that's a good choice. I like that choice. So, Tom, who's your favourite current Millwall player, mate? Who, who would you choose?
1: Well, Danny McNamara is my favourite player ever that I've You've mentioned <laughs> him. And there's, there's Dion Fleming as well, who I absolutely love what he's doing, how he's come in as a prospect and made himself a first-team no-brainer. I think it's brilliant how he's done that.
2: He's a great talent. I, I do like his abilities on the ball and the way he finds space. I'm very hard to argue with those choices, Mark. I think that, you know, it's, it's a really interesting squad at the moment. I know that we can talk to the cows come home about being a striker short, maybe for a, a good run at the playoffs. But I do like some of the, the, the quality we've got in the side at the moment. It's, um You know, I thought, I thought losing Jed would be a big thing, but we, we somehow, I think we've shrugged it off. I think we've moved on, you know.
3: Yeah, I think it's been it's quite funny how that goes, isn't it? Um, you, you, yeah. You know, you just think, where's the creativity come, coming from? But we're we're a better placed this year than we were last. Um, Absolutely. I, I, I like Danny Mac as well. I, I back to back Thomas on that. I think he's probably my favourite current player. Maybe Billy Mitch. I mean, us Millwall fans, we like the homegrown ones, don't we? We do. We do. And we
2: are... Um, as, as you know the story you've just told there i think we are a sentimental club sentimental fan base and i think there's something in these these you know that the idea of the kids coming through and playing for the shirt giving everything that appeals to part of our, our, our psychology i think so i think that's um I think it's a good choice um most disliked i'm going to change hated because i don't like ask, to mention hate in in football but most disliked opponent, Mark. Who would you go for? Would you, would you, would you, team or player, mate? I don't don't mind which. Would, do you have any clubs you really don't don't get along with? Any players you don't like?
3: Well, opponents. I mean, it's, it's it's still West Ham for me. Every time there's a cup draw, it's still their name that you want to come
2: out. You still want them. to get them. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> uh, it's in the that's blood. In the, yeah,
3: it's in the blood. Um, I don't like Palace <laughs> because. They're in the premiership and they're beginning to think that they belong there, which is a worry. They're like
2: Charlton yeah. a few years ago. They start to think yeah. they've got delusions of grandeur. Yeah.
3: Oh, do you know, I used to work with a Charlton fan when they were in the old first division, or no, it's no, it probably Prem by then. They were in the Prem. Yeah, they? Yeah, they,
0: yeah, they were. They were.
3: Yeah. Two divisions below, and I worked with this bloke. Oh, God, and every day, you know, he's on my back. <laughs> and uh, I was just like, you know having to put up with that um it's not not There's,
2: good and the palace are kind of beginning to take that spot in a minute uh, yeah they're starting to think they're, they're part of the european elite almost aren't they it's um it's an interesting process i don't think we'd ever fall for that mark i don't, I don't think mill was a club generally would ever fall into that trap i, I hope not sincerely sincerely hope we never ever if we do make it big if but um i don't think we'd fall for that because i think we've just seen too much of the other side of life, haven't we? <laughs> to, yeah. to start to think you've got some right to sit at the top table, you know? Well,
3: absolutely. I mean we saw what happened in the time we did get up, you know, we managed to get one yeah. decent season, but straight back down again and here we are all those years later. Still trying absolutely.
2: to get back there. Tom, who do you dislike the most? For player or player or opponent or team, as your you would you choose, mate?
1: So I've gone for Andy Carroll because
2: Andy I, Carroll, do don't he like him, for the
1: camp, which annoys me, and yeah. he pushes and shoves our centre backs all day. <laughs> <laughs> he's he filthy. I
2: wouldn't, I wouldn't mind him as a centre forward though. <laughs> he
1: he moans about everything. For the rest, doesn't ever shut up.
0: Yeah,
1: and he goes down whenever he's he right. I absolutely <laughs> And he doesn't. All right, it.
0: well I'll I'll hate
2: him too was, then, in that case. Have nothing, <laughs> and then get subbed off. Boy,
1: then.
2: <laughs> You've convinced me. You've convinced me I'm gonna hate him too now in that case. I, I wouldn't okay. have minded him if we'd have if we'd have picked him up as, as a centre forward, I wouldn't have minded. But anyway, there we are. Good choice. Andy Carroll. I like that choice. Uh, it's got a nice nice logic to it as well. I like that time. Right then, chaps, we've got I'm gonna have to note down two sets of, of names here. So I'm going to imagine, Mark, that your team best ever eleven will vary somewhat from Tom. So, um, so it's our best ever eleven. So Tom, who would you go for as your best ever goalkeeper, mate? I'm going to keep a note on both teams now as we go through. Who did you choose in goal for your best ever side? I've got Bart. I think Bart,
1: he's just really yeah. brilliant. You can't, you can't knock him. He does everything right except his distribution. If he had better distribution, he could have been a top ring keeper,
2: you know. Yeah, a good choice, good choice. Mark, who would you go for, mate, in goal? Who's your choice over a longer period of time span? We've got an an
3: abundance of riches, haven't we? Um, That we've been there, good times. Uh, uh, Paul Sampson was was a great keeper back in the day when I first started, and then got Brian Horn. Casey Keller. I was going to go for Casey, um, right? Uh, and I, you know, because he was a sort of international, he's got, got over hundred hundred caps.
2: I was looking for the USA. Uh, that's right. Yeah, He's yeah, 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 a well well traveled keeper. Um,
3: yeah, he was. But you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to go for someone I didn't actually even see, which is Brian King. Okay. Um, because he's, he, you know, obviously I've read about him. I've heard him talk. Um, and I think he's a decent man, and he obviously was a brilliant keeper. If he, you know, played so many times for Millwall, well over three hundred, and he had, he was also a non-playing sub for England. Um, he, so was. he was on the fringes in, in a time where we had a, you know, England had an abundance of riches there. So, and I kind of feel that I agree. Yeah, um, you know, one one England non-playing sub appearance is. Probably equivalent to Casey's under cases hundred and two caps
2: for the US, isn't it? <laughs> King was a great goal. I mean, when I started going in the early seventies, I've said this a few times on some of these shows over the years. He was a wonderful goalkeeper. He, I think, in any other era, uh, Mark, he would have played for England. He was that. He was at that level. He was. He was an international quality goalkeeper at the time. You know, going back to the era, just as Gordon Banks was leaving the game talk about the kind of Ray Clements and, and the Peter Shilton. So he was up against some serious um, goalkeepers. And there were many others around in, in, the, in, the, in the scene at the time. So um, I like that choice. Brian King was a great goalkeeper. So good, good choice there. So we've got Bart for Tom and Brian King for Mark. So Tom, I'm going to need, uh, we, we'll try and whip through this. We're doing two teams. So we're going to try and whip through it. Who are you going to have across your back line, mate? Who are, you, who are your back four defenders in your side? I've got so five. Wing- You're tactically aware, you are. Not four yeah. four two. This is your modern modern kid for you, uh, Mark, isn't it? Eh? Five only yeah. man defence. Go yeah. on. Then. Daddy's formative years under Gary Rowe, isn't he? That's yeah, the problem. Five pop- man. Who's <laughs> <laughs> your five back five then, uh, Tom? So, left wing back, I got Shane
1: Ferguson because when I was Mac, okay. he scored two absolute screamers against um, Hull. In the third round of the
2: FA right. Cup. Um, yeah. I liked Stagerson. Got, he's a good player. Yeah. Good, good, good so, solid player. Yeah.
1: I got Sean Cummings because of his goal against Leicester. You of know, course. you can't stop him for that. He did nothing apart
2: from that, but he did do that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and you your middle three? I got
2: Hutch. Right. Um, good choice.
1: He's such a good captain, and he he makes Cooper look really good,
2: I feel. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Brings uh, the best out of it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then I've got Byron Webster because his intelligence on the pitch and the dominance in that back line. I, I don't think I ever saw a player beat him to a header.
2: He was a strong boy. He was a strong boy. I mean, he had a bit of a wobbly start when he first came to us, but he really developed very, very quickly. Yeah. And I liked him. There's a shame he got injured. I mean, he's obviously still playing now at Bromley. I think he's um, mm. established down there. But um, he got injured and that took him out of championship level. But he was a very strong yeah. defender. I do agree. So yeah, Hutch, my, Byron, who else? Right wing back, I got Danny McNamara. Because Danny Mac, he, of course. He, he's just
1: brilliant, isn't he? You know, all the reasons <laughs> I gave him away, he's my best ever. You know?
2: I like that. Good choice. Good choice. Shane Ferguson, Sean Hutchinson, Byron Webster, Sean Cummings, and Danny Mack. That's a nice back five, unusually. Mark, I'm going to guess you and me we come from a, a 4 4 2 here, mate. Are you Did you go for a five or did you go for a four in defence? No, no, no. 4 4 2, of course. 4 4 2? <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> Who's your back four, mate? Who are you going to go for?
3: I'm getting here to handle all this no-fangled stuff. Nick, it's got to be a um, Absolutely. Left back, a uh, bit of a tip the hat to Ben Thatcher, but I'm going to go for indoors.
2: Yeah. Doors. great player. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, purr, I purr when I hear Ian Doors, what we could do with a player like that now. But yeah, Absolutely. good choice. Doorsy. Um, and then, uh, right, well, would go uh, we'll go across. We'll
3: go across. Yeah. So it's a cooper but it's not jake
2: it's colin colin cooper he was a great defender he was a great defender mark what, well, what a powerful him, shot he had as well
3: giving it to him just over some of the others i mean you know again an abundance of riches with Kitch and rhino places people like that um yeah but he was a uh, he could come forward and get a few goals as well or cut them corners he did he, his ratio was almost one in ten on goals to games. So
2: Tom, I mean Tom yeah. mentioned Byron Webster intelligence, and I think Colin Cooper was a very, very intelligent central yeah. defender at yeah. a time when he wasn't really expected of a central defender. You know. No, that's right. So good choice, uh, Colin Cooper. Then, who's,
3: who's next? So I'm going to go for another one that I didn't actually see, um, but I'm sure you can vouch for him, uh, Harry Cripps.
2: Cripps, mm-hmm. yeah, good choice very very um much loved player enthusiasm yeah. beyond you know legendary figure for good, for a good very good it? reasons
3: so, um,
2: represents the club that's right yeah in the way that we, we you know we have one or two players at um kitchen is another one Cripps. these are kind of legendary figures um it was a great player as well good player so uh, mm. good choice i like that choice doors cooper Cripps. and
3: then, who's your next um, one
2: uh, I think Danny
3: Mapp could take this in time, but <clears throat> at the moment, uh, still holding on to it for me, right back is Kenny Cunningham.
2: Cunningham, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: He was a cultured defender, Cunningham, wasn't he? He was another intelligent player, actually, on the ball.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, all of these players are, are, are sort of clever and got an eye for a bit of
2: guile, a little bit of guile about yeah. them, yeah. Yeah. I agree. So Brian King in goal for you. Dawes, Cooper, Harry Cripps, Kenny Cunningham across the back line. Good choices each. So Thomas, we're into the midfield now, mate. You've gone for a back five. What what are you doing with midfield in that case? You're going for a a three.
1: And one attacking. Right.
2: Okay. Um, Okay.
1: In my two centre mids, I've got Billy Mitchell. Yeah. And because
2: he came from the academy and
1: he's a great player, you know, he could be the best if he stays with us. And then, I've got a bit of a rogue shout, I've got Ben Thompson, because when he we went down to League big one, I thought he was brilliant. You know, he was one of the best- Another players.
2: Millwall boy. Yeah, a yeah. Millwall
1: boy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, my special mention in the midfield is Jimmy Abdu. And, uh, I And I thought he really gave it all, you know. he He left everything on the pitch. Yep. Uh, and then yeah, in my spot, I've got Jed Wallace because
2: Jed Wallace. even
1: though I hated him when he came back, he's the best <laughs> player I've ever seen at the Den. I mean, yeah. just what he could do with the football, you know, he try to take on three men at a time and often get around them. And then uh,
2: he would often special, do it as well, wouldn't he?
1: Special mention yeah, was... in there because I really feel he could be good. But he hasn't he's got he's yet.
2: got he's got time on his side he's got developed yet i think that's a good yeah. so your midfield is is um jed wallace billy billy mitchell ben thompson and jed wallace was it danny mack my noting no has, has gone billy mitchell and yeah. ben thompson ben thompson right i'm going to delete
1: danny mack
2: there that, uh, yeah, I think he was just giving
3: a nod to some of
2: the others. Yeah. I was trying, I'm trying to write it down, listeners, on a on a, a, an iPad screen that's kind of just out, awkwardly placed for me. So, good choice. So as a three-man midfield: Jed Wallace, Billy Mitch, Ben Thompson. What about your midfield four then? Mark was a four four two man midfield four. Yeah.
3: Um, I mean, it'd probably be hard to argue with. Again, not Clara Saw, and you'd probably mm. go for Gordon Hill. I would imagine. Over my choice. Oh,
2: blimey, yeah. Yeah, no, great prospect. Yeah, we've mentioned him a good few I mean, times on these shows, but he was a wonderful lad.
3: Well, I mean, he did it all at Manchester United, so, you know, it, it's beyond... And England, of yeah.
2: But, yeah, but,
3: but I didn't see him, so I'm going to go for Kevin O'Callaghan. Um, on
2: yeah. The
3: left. Um,
2: good choice. I think he's
3: it's actually with us twice which I didn't realise. Um you
2: know he started as a, a youth yeah, late seventies as a youth I think. Mean. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
3: And that's one of the reasons I kind of went for him. Um and then the main
2: mainstay stay of the promotion side really wasn't he? So well, it was um it, so Kevin O'Callahan we got got in um across the uh the middle part from the right. middle two. So um I
3: thought about Tim Cahill and Alex Ray I didn't actually realise that Alex Ray's figures are actually better than Tim Cahill's in terms of how many goals he scored
2: yeah Um, he was a great player lethal player really game-changing player yeah
3: absolutely um so I was very tempted on either one of those I'd be more than happy with so they but I've gone for I've gone for Terry Herlock of course yeah just
2: uh, you know you just got to, haven't you? Anyone uh, from our era, it's really hard to get past Herlock and Briley in the middle, really. You
3: just, you just can't, can you? You know, no. Yeah, you know, I remember when he came back for that brief spell, got himself sent off after about 12 seconds, I think. But, yeah, just, just, to, see him, just to see him run on the pitch again. Uh, so so yeah, brilliant. Yeah, that was
2: wonderful. Wonderful.
3: So that, that was special. And um, so and it, you know, obviously Monday have uh, first division side, so I'm gonna go to Terry and yep. uh, I've got a got a good one for you next. You're gonna like this. Miss, mm-hmm. Mr. Fisher sure. is gonna like this one. Yeah. Uh, Bill
2: Voicey. Bill Voicey? Oh, wow. so, well, well that that that's a choice. That, I, I think hold me pulled out there.
3: That goes back further than any of us um
0: yeah absolutely.
3: I, I'm, I'm i'm putting him in because he probably earns it on merit anyway but it's just nice to sort of bring up these kind of names in these sort of forums um in case people haven't heard them
2: um it was a great choice he was a decorated first world war hero um yeah i, can't, I think so, it's the, the military medal i think he held like some serious medals not um not just campaign medals. I think it was the Croix de Guerre for for you know, the highest honor the Belgians can offer. And uh, I think it was the military medal. Well, I'd have to check that. I could be wrong, but um, as well as being a, a mainstay of the middle side in the nineteen twenties, I think he I think he was around the den for many many years post playing career as well, uh, Mark. So well,
3: well, well, the a quick very
2: th- interesting th- choice.
3: Wow. But well, a quick summary was that he played. He, start, he was born at Millwall, so there's yeah. a tick. Um, yeah. He played in the Isle of Dogs, came across to the old den when we came south. Uh, he scored our first ever goal in the football league, so he played in the Southern League and the Football League. Yep.
1: Yeah.
3: Yep. Yeah. As you as you correctly say, Nick, um, three gallantry medals in World War One. Uh, yeah. He was in the Victory International for England, and then he was later Millwall manager until he was, and this is what really caps it, until he was injured in World War Two, when the den was bombed.
2: Yeah, I think he was injured in the explosion. I think it yeah. was, um, you it know, was, he survived it, but he was it had to give up the game after that. I don't think he was it up to it anymore. Yeah, he,
3: insisted, he insisted on staying on until a successor was put in place.
2: Appointed. And, wow.
3: And I, and I think, you know, I was listening to one of your old, old older podcasts, uh, a little while yeah. ago and as you quite rightly said he really should have a, a
2: stand named after him um he should yeah. there's there's so many of these these figures from the past mark that um i mean it's a really good choice uh, and you take me aback with it because i wasn't expecting it yet. um but it's a really good choice because so many players from past contributors to the club you know the, the likes of bill Voigt, not only did he give service to the country but we wouldn't have a Millwall Football Club at all, but for the efforts of some of these uh, personalities and figures and players and all the rest of it. So it's nice. One of the things I really enjoy about doing these podcasts is the chance to mention their, their names and get them back out there and in people's minds and in their consciousness. And I think that's a great choice. Bill Voicy. I wasn't expecting that, but you, you've done me over there. So that's a good one. I like it. <laughs> well, well done. Well done. <laughs> I remember
3: that gallantry medals. You did well.
2: Thank you. Good choice though. So Herlock and Voicey. I've never saw Voicey play. I can only only go by um reports and um you know his his his, his uh, statistics. So um I think that would be a formidable if he's if he's if he holds gallantry medals from the trenches, I think he would be a formidable midfielder, don't you? Absolutely. So O'Callaghan, Herlock, Voicey, one more uh, in midfield? Yeah. Uh, so
3: on the right wing there's only one name and it's Jimmy Carter.
2: Jimmy Carter, we've mentioned him. Yeah, good player. Great. We've mentioned him already, mm-hmm. so we won't. Right. won't
3: maybe Jed to... could have done a, yeah, you know, competed with him, but I'll, I'll
2: stick with uh, Jimmy. Yeah, no, I think that's the right choice. Jed, Jed embarrassed himself when he came back West well, I, I, I would forgive him if he wanted to come back. I, I think yeah, we've got to be quick <laughs> to forgive. If he ever gets that, that grip with that desire, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> there we are. Good choice. Good choices. Tom, who are you going to have up front, mate? You got. I'm going to guess you're going to go for a two-man strike force up front.
1: Absolutely, I've got Steve Morrison because he scored in the good
2: choice. By
1: another really he, he He just saw these yep. passes that we couldn't see. You know. Yeah. It, it was amazing. Um, and uh, if if he was playing now with you know the likes of Dion Fleming and Box and all these players, he could have yep. really really been a cut above, maybe. Um,
2: yeah. Good choice. Yeah. And then,
1: on the right, good. I've got a special mention to Tim Cale, but when he, when he came back, every game he played, we sang, if Timmy scores, we're on the pitch. He never
2: scored. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's why we never went on the pitch, Tom. <laughs>
1: he, he's an absolute legend, though. You know, he scored at four World <laughs> Cups with the row. um He and did. he was he did. as good for Mill so uh but it's it's not it's not him. I'm going with Gregory. Lee Gregory but Lee Gregory. His and Morrison's correct connection um was just really good, you know. They just worked so That's well. That's a classic
2: there, Yeah. Classic front line Steve Steve Morrison, Moura and Gregory up front. Yeah. Number of goals those two scored between them and uh yeah. I think towards the end of his career Morrow was more more of a creator than a scorer but um that was a wonderful classic front line for Millwall uh yeah. promotion winning front line so yeah. that's a very yeah. good choice I like that choice um what about you Mark Who are you going to have up front mate
3: um I'm going to be boring now after my um my <laughs> after your Bohemian isn't it? Yeah, yeah sorry I'm not going to test your trivia anymore uh good <laughs> it's um Sheringham and Harris
2: and Teddy Sherringham, there's a goal scoring duo. They would have made some partnership up front, mate, wouldn't they? Wow. Yeah. Neil Harris think, and Teddy Sheringham.
3: And I mean, obviously, Teddy was a bit more prolific, but um, Neil Harris' uh, loyalty to the cause and uh, quality, um, I think he gets another. You know, people like Cass and Morrison and Steve Ludwell as well, when I started going, he was. Uh, Pretty, uh, pretty... Yeah,
2: strange. he was a strong player. Yeah. yeah. I mean, two, two club record goal scorers there. I mean, Harry's obviously overtook Sheringham in the end. But uh, Sheringham's were scored at the the higher level, highest level. Um, and a great player. Um, anyone that lived through that 88 period, Mark, I mean, you, I know they always, you know, took the mickey out of Teddy going all about it. whichever club he was at, he supported them as a boy. But I think that became a bit of a, like a like the pantomime you have to have shout out he's behind you all the time is that kind of um you know it's almost set for effect in the end i can never yeah. hold a grudge against teddy sharing personally no matter who he play for just these were the great days weren't they? The greatest moments of our lives
3: well that's it and uh you know his, his class was undoubted um you know, the number of goals he scored in the for the time he was with us as well um you know and not not you know, he hadn't really matured as a player. Um,
2: Absolutely. You know,
3: in, in the earlier years, I remember, um, remember him getting a
2: terrible ribbon. Uh, you know, quite he a bit. He got to Norway or Sweden. It was something, yeah, something like
1: yeah.
3: That. And I, I remember if anyone was going to get caught offside, it was Teddy, you know. Um, <laughs> and for someone who was such an intelligent player, God, he got some dogs at this um, in the early years until it, it sort of. He all certainly
2: started. did. He certainly did but he, he pulled it it's a is i'm sure his life would make a good movie in a way because it's that overcoming adversity you know he was certainly um i wouldn't have believed in those early days when he was getting slaughtered like as as you rightly say that he would go on to be featuring in you know european championships semi-finals, and, and all the rest of it european cup finals and blah 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 wow. so um there we are there's a lesson for us all so i'm going to read out the two teams. and this is thomas's team Bart Bill Koskin goal, back line, five-man back line, is uh, Ferguson, uh, Hutchinson, Webster, Cummings, and Danny Danny Mack, wasn't it? It was Danny Mack. Yep. Uh, and then we've got midfield, Tom, of my well, note-taking's gone all up to up the spout, so you have to help me. Uh, midfield was Jed Wallace, Billy Mitch, Ben Thompson, and up front, Steve Morrison and Lee Gregory. And then yep. my second list, for you, Mark, Brian King, and Goal. We've got Ian Dawes, Colin Cooper, Harry Cripps, Kenny Cunningham, Kevin O'Callaghan, Terry Hurdle, Bill Voicey, Jimmy Carter and up front. The legendary Teddy Sheringham, Neil Harris. Two very, very good teams there, chaps. So I, I, I take my hat. You put a lot of work into that. Thank you very much, both you and uh, Tom, and you, Mark. That's that's a great, um, great set of choices there. Um, and that brings us to the end of our of our interview. It's been a bit of a choppy ride, isn't it, chaps? One way and the other. We, by the time I edit this for the listeners, it's going to sound really smooth, but you might have detected the change in um, sound of the recording. That's because we had to resort to the good old-fashioned mobile phone technology. But we made it in the end, boys, didn't we? We did. Yeah, it's been great. Thank you. Did you enjoy yourselves? Is, is it for enjoyable thing to do? I, I've really enjoyed it myself, a good yes. interview.
1: Yes, you like thank it, Tom? Very, yeah, thank you very much for having us
3: you put the uh you know
2: the interviewed at ease nick so thanks no no you're welcome you're welcome and and you've done very well there Tom, you've got a career in podcasting to come mate when if you if if the the fancy grabs you mate you came across very well um big thank you thank you to tom willoughby big thank you to mark willoughby listed lions and big thank you to you too dear listeners out there um we'll be back at the weekends we've got a big game Saturday. Give me a score prediction, Tom. Mill versus Sunderland. What's, what's the score going to be? It was
1: 3-0 at their place,
2: wasn't it? But, 3-0? Yeah. It was 3-0 at their place, but I think... Oh, sorry. What are you calling it? 3-0? Oh, I mean, That's ambitious.
1: Oh, I reckon 2-1, Oliver Burke yep. and Phil Fleming.
2: You hear it here first. What about you, Mark? What's your score call, mate?
3: Um, I've got I'm thinking about a draw, but I'm going to have to go yeah. for a
2: win. So, uh, a 1 0 tight win, bum, squeaky bum time. Squeaky bum 1 0. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah.
2: Well, i will settle for either of those two results. I'd settle for that 3 0 that I thought you said at first time as well. That would be even better <laughs> still. But, um, you never know. It might be, we, we, you know, we, we get three goals in, in, in eight games, don't we? Anyway, we'll see. Huge thank you, Mark and Tom. Thank you to you, too, dear listeners. Until the next edition at the weekend. From me, Nick Hart, it's Arriva 30 mil all, and bye for now.